Hello, welcome to Bees with Ben podcast. Thank you for joining us today and we're really glad to have you here. This podcast is designed for you, a community of enthusiastic, like-minded people who want to hear the journeys of others, learn more about these crucial, fascinating insects and how to become better beekeepers. Here's your host, Ben Moore. Hey everyone, Bees with Ben here. Super excited, super pumped. Really different episode this one. Today I've got in my studio David Pretty from Sunju Solutions. Now we're going to be actually talking about chemicals. Now we know chemicals affect bees and kill bees, but you know what? It's not necessarily the chemicals that are killing the bees, it's how they're applied. So we're going to talk, we can talk about the negatives about chemicals and the whole doom and gloom side of things, but you know what? This is a positive thing because we're going to talk about the absolute guru um, and David's worked with Bayer uh, many years ago and hear his life story in regards to the um, the pest industry and various chemicals and you know what the cool thing is he also too keeps bees uh, here and just in the outskirts of uh, of Melbourne so he's very mindful of the environment so thank you so much for your time Dave. Thanks Ben thanks for having us along I'm really excited to have this opportunity to put our uh, side of the story across about chemicals. Yeah, awesome. That's really cool because sometimes, as I said, people go, you know, chemicals, you know, it's doom and gloom, we can't use them. But you know what? I understand that we do need to use chemicals. And we're going to talk about, because you're doing some amazing things, like with um, mosquitoes and invasive species. So so I suppose let's go back a step. Tell us about how, how did you get sort of started at it and what was it like even working at Bayer? <laughs> wow, that's, that's, that's a good question. Um how I got started, I was, I've been interested in bugs since I was a, a kid growing up in Brisbane. Um, I was one of those nerdy kids that kept uh, huntsman spiders in, in jars. I loved playing with redback spiders, all the, uh, the, the dangerous uh, insects. And, um, yeah, I guess I've always had an interest in, in, in pests and, and insects, not such as being pests. And um, I joined Bayer... Uh, I had 10 years with those guys, originally joining them, being a Brisbane boy, joined them in Queensland, working in the agricultural horticulture side of things, uh, responsible for marketing um, of, of chemicals, um, insecticides and uh, fungicides used across Australia. Uh, yeah, big German company, uh, one of the leading agricultural companies in the world, uh, infamously or fam- famously known for imidacloprid. Yes, uh, yes. As well as many other actives. Um, uh, yeah, I joined those guys, uh, worked, uh, was, was shipped to New South Wales and became the Australian horticulture marketing manager, responsible for all of the uh, fruit, veg, uh, small crops across wow, Australia. Okay. Yep. So that was uh, really exciting. I had the opportunity to travel across the globe and, and, and look at uh, pesticides, pesticide use across the globe. In different countries and different situations, and um, partway through my tenure with with Bayer, I uh, was moved into a, another section looking in uh, consumer home garden. Okay, so I was the um, the business manager responsible for home garden products in Australia and New Zealand. Okay, which was really exciting, seeing wow, okay. um, you know things that consumers are using. Yes. And then um, I, I did that for a number of years before going into the professional pest control side of things. Okay. 
and uh, was shipped to Melbourne. Yes. So uh, a bit of a running joke amongst my friends back yes. home. I keep on moving further and further south. <laughs> yes. uh, I, I, they believe I'm moving to Tasmania next. But, um, <laughs> yes, yeah. So, yeah, looking after the professional pest control uh, and vector, uh, like th- things like mosquitoes, uh, there are vectors for diseases. Okay. Uh, that was part of my portfolio before I left in 2006 to start my own little exciting uh, adventure. Yes. Starting my own... Um, Chemical company. Okay, yes. So, um, yeah, passionate to me is, uh, I, I believe insects are a, a really, really important part of our environment and ecosystem. Yes, yep. I, I don't condone just killing insects for the sake of killing insects. Um, our business is based around solutions for when insects become a problem. Yes. Yep. So, so obviously it's not desirable when you go out to yep. uh, to dinner yes. tonight. You, you don't want to see a cockroach in your in your <laughs> Couldn't soup. Couldn't agree more. <laughs> uh, and so there's, there's health and, and uh, hygiene. Um, so, you know, insects like that are vectors for diseases. And yes. it's, it's not desirable, obviously. Yeah. Um, in the last couple of years, or the last five years actually, we've been really focused on invasive species. Okay. So things that are introduced yes. that we that have a really negative impact on our ecosystem. So things like um, Argentine ants. Yes. Um, Tell us about them. When did they? I'm not familiar with um, Argentine ants. They've been here a long time. Okay. Um, they they first came into Melbourne. They build mega colonies. So normal ants uh, will have. Uh, a nest, they have a queen, they'll have a, a, a hierarchy of, of workers yes. and they'll be solitary. Okay. These Argentine ants will actually make mega colonies. So you'll actually have one colony which will have hundreds of queens. They'll spread out across vast areas. Wow. So they've done testing in Victoria, for example, where you can test the DNA of, a, of, a, of an Argentine yes. ant on one side of Victoria and get another ant on the other side of Victoria and they're all part of the same family. No they're, way. they're one massive colony. The impacts that this yes. has on the ecosystem is that these ants will actually gang up on the native or okay. natural ants yeah. here in Australia okay. and take out those colonies. Yeah, well. So they make these massive colonies. So Argentine ants are a global problem. Yep. Um, they're, they're across uh, Europe, um, uh, Japan, other places. They get onto places like uh, Norfolk Island, yeah, okay, yeah. So we've been involved with the Norfolk Island government uh, as part of their Argentine ant eradication program. So places, um, what you find with these Argentine ants is they'll, they'll gang up. What they, they're only a small ant. They, they, they don't bite hard. They don't have a poison. But what they lack in uh, biting and poisons, they make up for in numbers. So they'll actually swarm and they'll take out um, all of your reptiles, they'll take out all the lizards, they'll take out all of the frogs. Um, And in Norfolk Island, they've got a green parrot there that's only found on Norfolk Island. And this green parrot, there's only uh, a small number of pairs of these parrots still um, uh, there on the island. And these guys nest in uh, stumps um, and hollows typically within about a metre, a metre and a half yes. off the ground. Okay. And these Argentine ants have gotten onto Norfolk Island and they're wiping out all of the native frogs and lizards, yeah, really, yes. uh, the other ants that are native there. But they're also getting the, the birds. When these parrots have their babies or they're in their hollows, yeah. these Argentine ants will get in there and they'll just swarm all over wow. them and, and consume. Con- con- wow. 
you know, kill the, kill them. So and and so, Dave, what what would be a treatment? You know, sort of to to tackle the uh, to tackle the ants. So, so what's a, what's a, a, a you know a treatment you do? Yeah, that's that's a really good question. So you've got a number of things going on. So in a place like Norfolk Island, you've got native ants. You've got um, there's, there's bees. Bees are uh, kept on the island there. Yes. Um, so you've got to be mindful of everything going on around you. So traditionally what would happen is you'd be going in there and trying to blanket spray or... or yes. But, but that, that obviously takes out everything else. Yes. Um, so we, we were invited over there by the Norfolk Island Government and we went and spent time uh, several years ago. And part of what we were looking at is targeted applications um, to uh, areas where they had actually mapped, the government there mapped where there were densities that worked out where the... Argentine ants were, okay. and rather than going in there and just spraying uh, everywhere, we were looking at uh, um, baits and uh, granular targeted ap- okay. applications to where the actual ants were foraging and okay. living. Yeah. So um, we've done similar work. Uh, we've worked with New Zealand, with the New Zealand government, okay. uh, working on some of their... Uh, They've got some national parks. They've got islands that are the same thing. The Argentine ants have gotten onto there, okay. and we've done um, targeted treatments to eliminate the ants, yes, yep. and we're finding that with these targeted applications of um, baits and granules, uh, that the native ants will return, and the native, you know, yes, uh, yep. uh, animals, frogs, and that such will, will actually recover and, and bounce back. So wow. it's really exciting stuff. Oh, it is. It to, is. To, it, That's it, awesome. To That's make to make a difference. Yes. Um, yeah. Like I said, we we don't. I don't believe in just. Blanket spraying, yes. killing everything. Yep. We, yep. we own it. We own a you know. I own a chemical company, but yes. it's it's we have a a res- responsibility yes. to the environment. Yes. And, yep. and um, that's a that's a really good ethos. Um, I really really like that, David. And another obviously another species that and correct me if I'm wrong here, that causes the most deaths around the world would be the mosquito. Yes, is that correct? That's, that's most, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, that's a fascinating yes. such a little thing. Um, with the diseases that they they spread, it's uh, it's a uh, globally it's a massive problem. Yes, uh, it's a, an area that we're we're just branching out into, and okay. we're doing some uh, some interesting uh, work in, uh, looking at um, uh, we're looking at some organic treatments okay. for um, treating larva, uh, the the wigglers, the mosquito yes. wigglers you see yes. in still water, as well as uh, f- um, foliar applications. So obviously I can't tell you exactly no, the, the details. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, we'll let all our trade secrets, yes, but um, yes. it, it is some cutting-edge stuff. So, wow, is it so For us, uh, it's exciting because we're, we're just a family business. We're a family yeah, business yeah. based in Melbourne. Love um, it, love it. Uh, having worked in a multinational, we don't have the resources of, of these big companies. So for a, a little family business to uh, have a crack and uh, be doing some exciting stuff in these areas that will make a difference to people's lives yes um yeah it really yeah makes me makes me proud that's good that's really good I, i'm going to tell you a quick little story about um mosquitoes i actually did a bit of work uh, well sorry i wouldn't say work but i was lucky enough to go to the world mosquito program in monash monash uni and they they bought a substantial amount of beeswax off me all right and, and i said to a funny story i said to him what are you doing with all this beeswax yeah and then they were using the beeswax to keep the blood warm well, the, obviously the mosquito, the adult mosquitoes, <laughs> to actually feed because it was actually it was more stable. So they kept it wow. using beeswax. So they actually melted the beeswax. They kept it stable, the, the blood source for them, which is fantastic. Because I know, as you said, you know, uh, mosquitoes, you know, cause the most deaths of any animal around the world. So, and it's a tricky one because 
you know, as you're saying, you can't just blanket spray because there's things that feed off the mosquitoes, you know, yes. microbats and things. So I just I love what you're doing is rather than looking at it as you know some people would do the wrong thing as such and blanket spray, but you're looking at it, okay. Yep. Yep. Let's 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 tackle these the regulars, you know that sort yep. of stage and yep. and yeah, that's, that's really really good uh, sort of thinking that and. And also, so you've uh, you keep bees at your place? I do, I do. Oh, up, up until recently, yes. But um, yeah, tell I, us about that. I'm, 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 yeah, well, I'm a, I'm a passionate gardener. I, I live in Melbourne here, Wonga Park, on eight acres, and the property is um, uh, mainly manicured gardens, um, pine tree, tea tree, and I've got uh, two large vegetable patches. Veg, veggie patches. Um, my Vegetable patches are one that is 25 metres by 5 oh, wow. metres. Yep. Wow. And a second one that is 18 by 13 metres. That's awesome. Um, oh, I love it. I love That's it. I, I have to thank my, my old man. My, my old man was a green thumb and okay, uh, yeah. I've, I've, I've inherited his green thumb. So, um, yeah, for me, uh, on acreage, you know, um, growing my vegetable patch – been doing that for you know fifteen odd years there, and um, I was hand pollinating my eggplants, and I was out you know I'd beat my corn to get the pollen yeah, full, yes, full yes, and yeah. I was doing all of these things, and I thought there has to be a better way. You know there were bees and insects, but it always needed a helping hand, and um, I went actively out hunting for somebody to get some beehives. You know I've always wanted to do it. I've always had an interest in in, in bees and, and apiary, but um, I contacted a fellow named Steve Murphy, and he kindly came out and set our property up with with hives. Awesome! And uh, at one stage there, we had you know fifteen, sixteen odd hives there, and it was really great for me to be able to experience bees and what was involved yes. without actually getting my hands too dirty. <laughs> you love it, yes, so, yeah. yes. Yeah. So that that really got me interested in it. Um, the difference it made to uh, v- uh, my vegetable patch and production there was yeah, just you could see it. Yeah. unbelievable. Awesome. Um, you could I could see a direct correlation with bees and and the, the it was proximity to the vegetable patch. Yes, yeah, and um, yeah, it, I've, I've been actively involved in that. Um, I've, I've enjoyed seeing swarms uh, yes. chasing. Chasing, um, you know, flights of bees. Yes, putting them into it. new uh, new boxes, splitting uh, hives. It's just anyone who hasn't is, hasn't tried it, you, you, you got to get onto it. Yes. It's, it's a fascinating, uh, fascinating experience. But um, unfortunately, this last uh, spring summer, we absolutely got hammered by a um, a, a pest. Um, or two pests, um, small hive beetle. Yes. Uh, small hive beetle got into our hives, and it was almost that they appeared overnight. One week, the hives were were happy, fantastic. And one of the actually, just a little quick side note, was one of the things that fascinated me is that hives have personalities. Yes. That's so right. first time I heard about that, I thought, no, you're pulling my leg. <laughs> yes, Steve yeah. told me about per- hives have personality. And, one of the hives we had was an angry hive. Okay, yeah. And you would go anywhere near it or get within, you know, uh, 15 feet of it and you'd get bees bumping into your head yeah, from you know. this hive. The yes. other hives are fine. You could walk up to them, you could take the tops off, no problems. But this whole bee beehives have personality is interesting. But, um, yeah, so we – back to the small hive beetle, we – the hives are happy and, and then 
it was almost like um, uh, a week, two weeks later, you could see something had changed in the hives. The oh. behaviour wasn't the same. There weren't the n- same number of bees at the entrance. And this is in spring, you know, when they should be really active and, and happy. And when we've cracked them open, they were just absolutely full of small hive beetle. Yeah. And, uh, and the, they get these maggots. For those people who haven't s- seen it, they just slime the comb, just absolutely destroy it. There's nothing you can do. You can't save mm. anything in there. Um, I've heard of beekeepers across Australia uh, when they have these problems, they just burn their hives. They mm. don't even bother trying to. It's too big a mess to try and, and save them. But then, um, yeah, once we got the small hive beetle in there, the European wasp. Oh my god, they're nasty things, aren't they? Yeah, they oh. ju- they just moved in, um, and and it happens so quickly. It's, yes. it's I don't get down to the veggie patch every day. Yes. I, I might go down every couple of days or, you know, on the weekend and um, you go down there and I'm, I'm seeing hundreds of European wasps flying in and out of one of the yeah. hives. Yeah, So Steve and I, we made we made the decision to uh, remove the the uh, the good hives that hadn't been affected before they uh, became a casualty. So, yes. so Steve uh, moved them to other properties. And now I'm dying to wait for spring to come back so that I can... Get some bees again. Get some bees again. Get some bees again. Awesome. Absolutely. So, and you mentioned about the European wasps because you know I I get a lot of the the city slickers call me up and say you know they got bees and always ask you know the 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 questions um, you know how they're flying what their sort of behaviour is like where they're coming in out of that type of thing and so you know as I said you know they do look similar to the person who would not know you know bees and European wasps European honeybees European wasps. Do look very similar, but they are a nasty little thing. Now, they um, obviously they, they've been in Australia. I think nineteen fifty six in the Tasmania and yep, yep, early seventies yep, 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 in right. the mainland. Yep, yep. Um, and it's interesting this because you've got a couple of products that you you make to actually kill the wasps. You know, it's like a, a pyrethroid dust for yes. the actual nest, a, yep. a direct one, and um, because they do decimate. Hives, you know, I, I it's I've not experienced where they've been full. You get them full on, but I've never had like apiaries wiped out. Mm. But I've yep. spent a bit of time in New Zealand, the North Island. Oh yeah, I don't know if their genetics are a bit different. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. Vespa Germanica as well. They're like, same, yes, same, same, yeah, same Germanica. Yep, yeah. Yep. And in New Zealand, they're just fiery little buggers. You know yep. what I mean? Little yep. shits of things, and and so yeah, so it's um, and we want to do our best for our bees, and this is what I love. What you're doing, you know, is your your mindful environment, and you're doing the best because you've also got another product that you've just just launched recently, which is a pretty pretty new product. Tell us about that. Yes, well, I first got involved with uh, European wasps um, going back five six years ago um, when I saw um, a bee being pulled apart by two yes. European wasps on some uh, some flowers. We had, we had some vines that grow on the back deck of our place. And I thought, this, that's not fair. Yeah. That's, not, that's not good. And um, so yeah, European wasps have been uh, on our hit list uh, as an introduced species, an invasive species, uh, destructive again. Mm. Um, we've, we've been working on European wasps, looking at a number of different solutions, um, there, there is unfortunately no holy grail. No, so, so yeah. part part of our part of the problem with European wasps is they'll have a nest and it'll be in the ground, in a stump. It could be in in some foliage, um, but you might not know where that nest is. 
So if you know where a nest is, it's, it's, it's usually pretty yeah, easy. Like, like, yeah. like, you, like you said, Ben, yeah. you, you can just go up and you can hit it up with Smack some out. Pop, yeah. Yeah, a permethrin yeah. dust or you can – we've got another product, um, uh, an aerosol called Battle Axe. It's, it's a three-way mixed product you can direct uh, treat yeah. into the nest. Um, but always recommend that you know sh- should try and get a professional yeah. these things because, because they, they really hurt, don't they? They, European, <laughs> they you, really it hurt. feels well. The, the difference between a, a European wasp and a bee when you talk about hurt is a bee will sting you, uh, the sting will stay in yes. you, and the bee will go away and die. Yes, a European wasp can keep on stinging you. Yes. They can yeah. molt. They can just. They keep on hitting you, and, and it actually feels like you've been hit yes. by a lump of wood. Um, and they will release a pheromone that will attract other European yes. wasps. So <laughs> from, you can, you, from you, everywhere. From everywhere. <laughs> so you're not going to you, you be you get hit once, you, you get hit by a wasp, you're going to yes. be hit multiple times. So always try and get a professional in to, to, to take care of nests when you know where they are. So the challenge is when you don't know where they are. Yes. And uh, and, and as I live on, you know, I live on eight acres, you, I was, I was saying to you earlier, Ben, that um, you know, one year there we, we had half a dozen, you know, eight, 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 six, yeah, six or eight bunny nests there, yeah. and that we knew where they were. Yes, we were able to treat them, but the property next door had nests where we didn't know where they were. Yes. So there's still a problem. So we've been working on things to remote bait and and also to trap. So one of the first products we developed was a, a lure, a liquid lure, um, which has got no toxicant in it that you put in a, a bottle trap. So we've actually developed our own bottle trap. Yep. Uh, we looked at things that were available from local, from overseas. We trialled um, dozens and dozens of traps from around the world and we they all had shortcomings. So we ended up developing our own uh, bottle trap that we can put this lure in. Part of our strategy was that we thought that if we can trap enough wasps in there, you can reduce the numbers, you can weaken a yeah, colony. Yeah, okay. Yeah. It wouldn't necessarily kill them, but um, if you can weaken it and they don't get the, up to the size that they... There's big numbers. Big yes. numbers. Yes. So yep. we've actually done trials where we, we put our number of bottle traps on a property and we've noticed that they, they don't build up to the size that they normally yeah, would. Okay. So it, it, while it doesn't kill the colony, it, it, they don't get to that mega yes, size. Yep. So, um, but as you said, we've also now developed a, uh, a mixture where we can actually add a toxicant. We've got a, a pesticide that we mix into that lure and we put out in tunnels, strategically placed tunnels, so that the wasps will actually feed on it. And the way that this product works is the toxicant is a, um, has a slow mode of action. So is that in doxicub? In doxicub, Carb, that's okay, right. Yeah, yep. okay. So um, the European wasp will feed on it. They'll take it back and they'll actually feed the lure with the toxicant yes. in, in doxicub throughout the rest of the colony to the larvae, oh, to the wow, queen. Okay. And very quickly it builds up a, um, a level, a toxic level, where it will just wipe out the whole colony. Okay. So we've been able to, you know, through our trials, we've we've had to do work over several years. Yes, to you work to work on this for a long time, haven't you? Oh, this, yeah, this, that's yeah, right. So, like this, um, yeah, yeah the, the the process, we, you can't just bring out an insecticide and, and sell it in Australia. You have to go through uh, a, a government um, authority called the Australian Veterinary Pesticide Medicines Association, so APVMA, yeah, yeah. and you have to sh- demonstrate um, the efficacy. You got to demonstrate the product is safe. Um, there's a whole heap of criteria to be able to get a product approved before you can actually get an approval number to sell a chemical. So we did several years of work in the field. Um, we did tests. We worked with 
um, pest pest management professionals here in Victoria to generate all the data and and then um, work out uh, the best way of delivering this so that it will control take out a whole nest yes. when you don't know where it is. So we've we've found that um, in our trials we were able to to take out colonies of nests in fourteen days and under fourteen days. Wow, that's awesome! And um, we've continued to do work across Australia. Um, we we officially launched this product. Uh, this this uh, we call the Vespex range, the the lure and the the bottle trap and uh, the toxicant. Yes. Um, we officially launched it in February this year, t- two thousand twenty one. And um, we've had amazing success across across Australia. That's that's awesome, Dave. And it's important that listeners know here's a prime example where a chemical usage is good because what you're ultimately doing, we're using a chemical that's going to kill something that kills the bees. Yep, so yep, so right, it's, it's right. important that people know that Absolutely. because you know they are you know as I said we could talk about all sort of chemicals and 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 how they affect bees and yes. things but you know what that's why I want to make this positive because here's a positive aspect because to, to my knowledge and and once again let me let me know is this is very different because I I spent a bit of time in New Zealand with a product but they were using a protein based. Uh, yep. bait as opposed to this was a carbohydrate ba- based right. bait yep. but you've got something special ingredient in there I don't th- I'm not going to ask you probably won't tell me <laughs> is um a secret ingredient. A, a secret ingredient which I'd love yeah. to know what it is Le- herbs and spices. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes yeah. yeah which is which is great because it's a carbohydrate and when we say carbohydrate it's a sugar source yes so the wasps prefer sugar so, so tell they, us about they, that they love it so yeah we looked at um, protein and protein is very sp- specific so we find with European wasps there'll be certain times that they'll be interested in it. Ah, okay. Whereas the carbohydrate, they just love it all the time. Ah, all the time. So okay. what we found is we can stick this in, uh, so we stick our lure, just as it is, into a bottle trap in September, yes. in, in early spring when you have the emerging queens come out. Yes. And the queens, you know, they've been hibernating during winter. They've, they've mated. And they need they need that boost. They need they oh, need a sugar. Okay. So we've actually put these traps out in um, in September. And when we originally developed it, our first year we caught over twenty queens in one trap wow. in September. So, that's, so that's, your, that's twenty nests. That's twenty nests. That's right. That's yes. twenty less nests in the environment. So we're reducing the biomass, the potential biomass of yes. wasps for the coming season. Um, so that's just putting it in a, in a trap. And we do a similar strategy at the end of the season. So yes. when you come into late March, April, um, the, the, the nests are slowing down, but they produce, typically they'll produce a whole heap of queens and males, the drones, yes. and they'll be off uh, mating and doing their thing, getting ready to set up their, their next year's colony. So same thing, we have a strategy where we put these bottle traps out with the lure and we're catching queens. So... Um, at the end of this this season, just gone in twenty twenty one, we've had um, pest management professionals sending us in photos of traps loaded with wow. queens. Yeah, okay. So that means that those queens won't be out there next yes. year. So again, about reducing the biomass, we're not even putting any poison out. We're not yes, putting, no, it, it, this is that's just, right. It's, yeah. This is a mechanical yes. um, uh, strategy. So it's yes. part part of our philosophy of our business and our company is to be ethical and to look for non toxic solutions yes. where, where we can and where we do we want to do targeted applications so yes um 
yeah, the baiting with the with the uh, carbohydrate is yeah, and it's, and it's got as I said, sort of mentioned, we touched base on it. It's got a uh, being obviously carbohydrate, being a sugar that bees can be attracted to it, but it's got something which obviously deters yep. bees because you know you put sugar out in you know February if you're a you know, beekeeper, you just know it's going to February March, you know bees are just going crazy for it. So it's really good because it's got a got something that sort of deters them. And you just touch base on sort of looking at other organic solutions. So you're working on a few sort of things. You know. Yes, yes. So. Um, our core business is the professional pest control market. Yep. So um, we, we work with um, wholesalers and pest management professionals across Australia. Um, one of the things that we're, as you said, we're looking at organic uh, options for pest yeah, control okay. because they don't exist. Yes. So other than, for example, you can put out glue traps. Okay, yeah. I guess that's a, an organic yeah, uh, okay. pest solution, yes, but yep. that, that has negative um, negative impacts. You can ta- You can catch... Non-target yes. things in there like lizards, and, yeah, of course, um, yep. frogs and other things. So they'll actually be attracted to the insects that are caught in the trap. So a lot of those glue traps are actually being banned and um, discontinued across the, the globe. But as far as a non uh, as a um, organic solution, there aren't okay. any that I'm aware of. Okay, um, traps. You've got other traps, I guess you can put into yes. that category. So yeah, we're looking at we're, we're developing some. Treatments, some chemical okay. treatments that are organic. Organic. Wow. Which is just it is cutting edge stuff because it, it doesn't exist. Does but, it? And we're all really hyper aware these days yes. of chemicals and things that we put into yes. the environment, things yep. we put into our bodies, things yes. that we're exposed to. So for us to be going down this path and and be a, a you know a first in the market is friggin' exciting. That, that's really right. Exciting. Exactly. Is um. Is it so when we say organic, so obviously can't get, sort of give the recipe out as such. But so we're talking so natural based occurring things. How can, how can we sort of give us the answer without giving us the answer? Yes. Just out um, of interest because it's I fascinating. Could, I could just say yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So there 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 are there are, there are several things that we're looking at. Yes. Yeah. Um, and uh, yes, they, they are yes natural. Yeah. Yeah. Natural. Yeah. Natural. It's a natural. So, yeah. Yes, okay. Definitely. Awesome. Yes, yeah. So. Um, yeah, all things are on the table, but yeah, we've got a couple of things that we're screening, uh, that we're profiling at the moment and wow. testing on a whole heap of different pests. And um, it's interesting the things that we're actually learning because we, we, we're trying all pests. So yeah, we, okay. When we do this, it's um, as far as getting a product approved in Australia. There's, there's a quite a you know the lot you have to do to satisfy the, yes. the APVMA, which I mentioned okay, earlier. Yes, yeah. So um, you know we're testing and screening all sorts of pests. And things that we're discovering that are unknown for these chemicals um, are, are fantastic. There's, there's, okay. there's a whole heap of potential going back to mosquitoes. Yes, the work we're doing was that was ac- accidental that we found okay. out yes. that what we were working on actually works on these. Yeah, okay. on, this, on that on that wow. pest. So. Um, yeah, this this little uh, mission of discovery. Or, mission, and, yeah. and so, when do you think this will unfold? Like, when are we sort of are we sort of sooner rather than later? Yeah, Dave, are we yeah. or are we talking a little bit sort of down the track? Like, we're, we're, we're talking the the process. Uh, we're looking at probably two years before we have something yeah, okay. in the marketplace. So, something in the market. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, like I said, there's a lot involved, and it's all part yeah. of the product stewardship. It's yeah, the, okay. It's the process that we go through with the government. So. We have to be confident ourselves. Yes. We have to make sure there's all sorts of chemistry modules and um, supporting data that we have to, to, to provide to yes, satisfy yeah. the government. But I also, as the owner of our business, um, I, w- I like to be able to know that what we're doing is not having a negative impact um, in the environment. We, yeah. we want to have the smallest footprint. And uh, Going back to the, the whole discussion we're talking about here today, it's about 
targeted application to things that are a, a pest or invasive and not just going out there and destroying and destroying them. yes uh, yeah it's, 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 that's a bit of a negative connotation that the chemical industry has and and, and in the past that might have been true but um yes. certainly not part of our our philosophy with where we're taking Sunyu and, and our business exactly and you, and you're doing great work you know what i mean just to even to, well to do the effort of trialing things you know what i mean because it's that's that's money that you're spending it shit it may not work Oh, you know what I mean? It's my, it's something my, I, something can. I know. I, I talk to friends and family and, and, and colleagues and people go, oh, you own a chemical business. Oh, you must be rich. And um, every dollar we make goes back into the business, yeah, goes into research, research and yeah. development. And um, uh, we have worked on products, as you said, we've, we've worked on products that, um, and we've spent a quarter of a million dollars trying to develop a, uh, a formulation or get something approved. And it, just hasn't ticked oh, all the no. boxes. Really? And, and you know, uh, the governments might say, the um, regulatory authority might say, oh, that's a bit too toxic. And we have to make you know, a decision, you know, what do we do? Yeah, and, okay. and, and you, you know, like I said, we, we, we've got a moral obligation and we just walk away. And that's, yeah, unfortunately, okay. it's a quarter million dollars, it's gone. And it's gone, yes, yeah. We've done it. It's only happened a couple of times. Okay. So, so, so thankfully, but it is part, you know, it's yeah. an important part of what, what doing we the re- do. Yes. Doing yeah. the research and being happy with what we bring to marketplace. Yes. And and uh, last question, Dave. So what's, what's the, the best part of your job? You know, I mean, what do you love the, what do you, what do you love the most? Because we all have that sort of passion. Um, oh, gosh. Um I, I oh God, there's so many things I love. I mean, I, I do love what I do. Uh, yes. It's just, uh, I feel guilty that we get paid to do what we do. Um, I love solving problems. I this this the invasive pests. Yes. Yep. Um, uh, you know, more recently, we've done uh, a lot of work in Queensland with okay. red imported fire ants and yellow crazy ants. So they're invasive species that have got devastating. Um, uh, agricultural commercial um, implications yeah. for for Australia, so being able to come up with solutions for these invasive, destructive, um, non-Australian pests, and um, getting that in the marketplace yes. and, and and getting the feedback, European wasp, um, getting solutions for that, and yes. then having um, communities contact us yes, and go. Yeah. Thank you. you. You've made a difference. Yes, um, yeah. pro- probably one last story on that. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Is some work that we've done with Malakuta. Okay. So Malakuta, um, uh, most people would be able to remember they yeah. got, they got hit with the fires. Yes, yeah. There at um, uh, uh, Christmas time, they got you know, and, and people on the beach mm. trying to go out from the fires. Once the fires subsided, there, the poor guys there absolutely got smashed by European wasps. Yes. So we were approached by the um, uh, some council members there looking for a solution. They'd heard about our, our yes. Vespex range and they put out a baiting program there at, at several sites. One of them was a refuse uh, station there and they documented and tracked everything okay. that was going on yep. there. And they had a, a 95% reduction in European wasps in 10 days. Wow. And for them, you know, for everything they'd been through, and then to get hit with that pest, there was just thousands, millions of these damn wasps. Yes. For me, that's that's what I love about this. Yes. Yeah. Making making a difference. That's awesome. Um, that's fantastic. It yeah, really makes a change. And it's interesting, like the wasps. You know, I'm a licensed pest control technician, and um, and obviously I, I sort of treat wasps. But it's I've seen a cafe almost close their doors because people could not eat outside yep. during yep. the summer months. Yep. 
and and because they're that bad, you know, people get scared. They see wasps. Yeah, there's a fear yep. uh, of that, and so to have that solution. So you know, people sometimes think, okay, you might be a beekeeper and you're tough and whatever, and see a wasp and yeah, whatever it'll. But no, not everyone's like that. No, and, that's, that's mm. right. No, th- that impact, like you say, the cafes, mm. the small mm. um, townships in Victoria, uh, absolutely get ha- hammered. Um, a lot of those uh, small towns rely on. Uh, Melbourneites coming out yes. having a, having a, a scone and a, and a yeah, cup of tea, yeah, that's and, right. they, and they can't sit outside because that's of, right. of, of yes. the wasps. Yes. Um, and the thing with the European wasp is they are spreading across Australia. So they originally started off in Tassie. They're in Victoria. They're in South Australia. They're yep. in West Australia. They're in WA as well. They yep, yeah, yep wow. absolutely. Okay. And so the, the government over there, there's a, a program over there called Adopt the Trap. You can go on there, go and Google oh, that okay. up, and um, the West Australian government will actually send you out some traps for the community to trap and report so that they can actually okay, track so and try and locate the nests. Okay. So they've got a program there. Wow. Um, they're up through New South Wales, and I've had reports that they're in um, southeast Queensland. Really? So they, uh, they're spreading. They're, yes, yeah. They're, they're not going um, to stay put. They're just going to keep on expanding their little footprints. So like, like aerial cane toads. Oh, gosh. Yes, yeah. <laughs> That's another area we'd, we'd like to look at. It's yes. A, it's a project on our cane toads. It is a project on yes, our, yes. Uh, but it's probably another five years away. So <laughs> yeah, okay. That's <laughs> watch, a, watch this space. So. Watch this space. Okay. Yeah. I, I love the way you look at it. Yeah, different things because, you know what I mean, that's – yeah, that's awesome. Oh, well, we want to make a difference, so that's 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 what it's all about. That's awesome. Now, thank you so much for your time. I'm going to do is in the show notes. I'll put your website so thank people you. can who, people check it out right. and um and absolutely keep up your great work. It's really appreciate your time uh, coming on, Dave. Thank you. Cheers, Ben. No, so take care. Enjoy your day. Thank you. How good was that? You know, talking to Dave, and it's such an interesting thing because people are going to say to me, Benny. Yeah, talking about chemicals, you know, what are you doing? But no, you know, you sometimes you got to look at the positive because every negative there is a positive. So it's super important, you know, and he's doing great things and doing amazing, amazing company, Sunjuice Solutions, um, a helping the environment, you know what I mean? And, and talking about the European wasps. So that was definitely a, a fantastic episode. And once again, if you want to hear someone, you know, a subject, you know what I mean? Let me know. Send me a text message, 043 Two, I'd really appreciate it. And uh, thank you once again for listening. Thank you so much for listening to Bees with Ben podcast. And we hope you learned some tips and tricks. It would mean a lot if you could please leave a review. And don't forget to subscribe to get instant updates when a new episode is uploaded. See you next week.